Hello and welcome to another episode of the CBGS podcast. I'm here today with Mark Carey, the one and only Mark Carey, business advisor with Aspen Waits, sustainable business consultant, business mentor, life coach, Keep going. and director of Deal Radio. Good morning, Mr. Armstrong. <laughs> Good day, should I say. Good day, sir. How Good are day, you? Sir. Ah, I'm, I'm very well, thank you. How, how, how are you? I know you've had a big, long drive up here from Kent. Yes, yeah, but yeah. It's, all, it's always worth it to see your yeah. wonderful, <laughs> smiling face in the morning. Yeah, so we, th- we thank you. Thank you very much for coming down and joining us to impart your wisdom to the audience. I'll certainly do my best. Lovely jubbly. <laughs> 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 There's a jingle if ever heard one. <laughs> lovely, lovely, lovely. <laughs> okay. So how 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 how's your start been to 2019? It's been exceptional. Yeah. It's been exceptional. Lots of exciting news mm. about my involvement with Aspen Weight, which I'm going to be talking to um, Mr. W about today. Mm, Literally nice. today. Don't know when they. If you're listening back to this podcast in 2020, it's happened. Okay. <laughs> You'll know all about it. Uh, right now, <laughs> exciting news! <laughs> exciting exciting news. news on the horizon. So, no doubt we'll be uh, we'll be letting everybody uh, out there in podcast world know all about that. Um, but yes, we've uh, we've we, we're very excited as well, of course, because Aspen Weight have agreed to sponsor a new radio studio oh, that we're yeah. building as part of Deal Radio. Part you of mentioned Deal. that I'm a, a director of Deal Radio, which is something that's very close to my heart. Mm. So, yeah, amazing Aspen Weight have come on. Uh, the new studio will be called the Aspen Weight Broadcast Studio. Awesome. <laughs> what cool is that? That is super awesome. <laughs> now, can you tell us a little bit about um, Deal Radio, Mark? Yeah, sure. By all means, yeah. So, I've always been, uh, I've always had a foot in both camps, as it were. You know, work for a living in terms of consultancy. And then, I guess, an extrapolation of some of my skills which became more than the hobby which were around broadcasting and production and so I've always been involved in one way or another with music and radio and about six years ago I got involved in community radio again because uh, I was previously involved in, in West Sussex uh, when we took uh, a radio station to uh, AM so uh, about six years ago I got involved with a radio station in Dover actually mm-hmm. and what, what's really interesting about East Kent and particularly Dover it's a really diverse uh, community mm-hmm. you've got a, a real history of people of the sea in this area and, and also in Deal where we're, we're now based um, a lot of smugglers from around <laughs> that area you know uh, there's, there's some similarities to, to the southwestern and, and Bristol in some ways when you look at what go, what's gone on in Dover but we had the mining community there as well so you had the mining community you you have this uh, tradition of people of the sea or working in the sea and you've also got uh, we, the marines were based there as well so it's, and then what's happened is because it's a lovely seaside town in East Kent lots of people have come out professionals have come out of London So there's a a new community of what we call DFLs down from London. Uh, So it was a prime, I think, prime location for us to say, well, let's build a new kind of 21st century community radio station. What would that look like? Mm. Because Deal feels like very much like a 21st century community. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah, people from all, all 
people from all over the place. Yes, exactly. And not not just the UK as well, I believe, uh, listener-wise. No, I mean, we set... It's it's so easy now to set up um, and broadcast on the internet. And, of course, everybody... Well, you know, from podcast perception, um, people are more used to switching on their PC, their tablet, or their um, their smart speaker mm. nowadays to listen, rather than going on traditional FM radio or, or DAB. Mm. So, setting up on the internet platform made sense. And in those early days, uh, about two years ago, when we set Deal Radio up, we went for some fixed content which was music-based, to attract an early audience. So I went out into the, my network of people in media and music so we could capture the talent early on. So most of our early listeners were from all around the world, but a very small percentage from Kent. Oh, wow. <laughs> so okay. 10% of our listeners are, are from America. Started off global. Yeah. yeah, <laughs> just, yeah. Isn't that ironic that in, in today's today's uh, landscape that we can you know in 20 years ago it would or 30 years ago you would have wanted to set up a radio a local radio station and hope that it went global nowadays mm. you do it the other way around mm. you start global and hope it hope it takes off locally oh wow <laughs> that's our experience yeah <laughs> and um and and a commu- community based projects like a, like a radio um station like that can can still be like a lucrative business opportunity um is it more based on the what you're giving back to the community in this? I think it's I think it's threefold, really, Drew. Um, we one of the reasons that we wanted to set up a platform, and, that, and it is a platform, is to prove that social enterprise is valuable. Mm. And so we've had the third sector for some time now, and of course, you know, charities have have, have learnt the lessons. Uh, and now we've uh, now with community interest companies and a number of social enterprises popping up across the board, we're seeing that it's okay to give back to the community. It's okay to do something that's socially responsible and make a profit. Mm-hmm. And I think this is a lesson that that needs to be learned. And of course, from our perspective as a as a platform, not only are we able therefore to give co- other community ventures a voice, but other business people as well mm. so we're getting a lot of support from business community because rather than paying I, I won't knock the competition but you can imagine the established um, FM based or DAB based uh, broadcast radio stations are quite expensive to advertise or sponsor mm. where so we come along and we've got low overheads and because we're a community venture we've got lots of brilliant volunteers who I must give a shout out to because they just without them we wouldn't survive so our overheads are slightly lower which means we can offer really great service uh, with us you know obviously our our broadcast uh, range is slightly different because we're global mm. so you've got to think about how you yeah. attack that but we can offer really good service and value to the business community uh, that they might not be able to get if they went to uh, an established broadcasting platform so you know there's there's community value we're giving something back to the community it's street side radio so people can walk in off the street and come into the studio and take oh, part wow. so on a Saturday morning we have a thing called the drop in from 11.30 till 2 and people drop in I know, and it's and they come in and talk about their, their businesses or they talk about their community ventures or they come in and play a song or just come in and give a shout out to the granddad. <laughs> That's the beauty and the diversity of real community radio in the 21st wow. century. Wow. Uh, 
what would you say on 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 like the challenges um compared to uh, for for a more social based um enterprise community based thing compared to a, a normal business there's i'll be honest there's been a, a steep learning curve for me with deal radio mm. Um, we put in place a committee to look after the volunteers. And we've got a 45-strong volunteer force. Mm. And then we had a management team which consisted of uh, part-time employees and directors and some volunteers. And it soon became apparent that that's like herding cats. <laughs> so you need somebody employed full-time. Yeah. Um and I'm sure, you know, we looked at other other models, other social enterprise models, and that that's having a senior management team that are fully employed is a necessity. Mm. So that's that's been a challenge to find, okay, how do we find the resources to do that? How do you find the right people? Because running a twenty four hour radio station, trust me, I've had many lucky I only need three hours sleep a night. <laughs> <laughs> because Things can go wrong at any time. Yeah. So you need somebody that's available. Normally that's myself or some of my other management team. Um, that can, the phone can be picked up at two o'clock in the morning and say, oh, we've gone off air. So if you've then got an employee, if you're looking for an employee that can pick that up, that slack, it's not just somebody who wants a nine to fiver. And so they've got to have a broad range of skills. They've got to be management and director material also understand the needs of the community, but be flexible enough to manage the whole business. So there's a major challenge. Yes. But we're overcoming it. We're employing, we're looking, we're, we're literally in the process of employing a, a station manager. And then once the station manager's on, we'll be looking to improve the um, part-time roles that we've already got in place. Mm. And and things like sponsorship for, for the radio station, have you had a different approach to that Uh uh, or, or advertising, say, say such a um, yeah. like a, a normal FM uh, radio would do. We did because I find I don't know about you, but I find um, maybe the listeners um, also find this a problem. If I'm listening to commercial radio, I don't want my the flow of the show to be broken up every ten or fifteen minutes mm. with a bunch of adverts that more often than not I'm not really that worried about or interested in. <clears throat> and so, I didn't want us to do that. I didn't want us to have an ad break mm. during the course of the show and a lot of the shows that we're putting together because there's some really interesting content there i didn't want to break up that narrative flow of the show itself the broadcast programming so we approached it from the perspective of okay well let's have let's have sponsors for shows sponsors for portions of the day sponsors for the studio sponsors for the station and then you could just top and tail a show really simply you know, today's show was brought to you by Aspen Weight, for example. You know, learn more on www.aspenweight.co.uk. Yeah. Um, and then the other way we looked at it was, well, let's create unique programming. So we went out and offered business profiles. So we went out to certain businesses and said, look, what we'll do is we'll do a 10-minute interview with you every month. And it will go out at random points during the day. And rather than feeling like an advertisement for your business, it'll be us talking to you about your business each month. Just a little 10-minute snippet about what's going on, what's happened in the business, what's new. Feels more like programming than us trying to force somebody's products and services. Is it usually the similar presenters who are, who are usually presenting on the radio show as well uh, that, that, that 
do these interviews with the businesses if it's uh, currently it's me yeah yeah so, so, so currently so you've I, still I, got that interact the, the audience have still got they're, they're hearing the guy that they know from from, from the show. you're still kind of keeping them enthralled hope so <laughs> yeah hope so. i mean there's there's a couple of really great um great presenters that are coming through now we've, we're attracting and then, as with all brands as the brand is growing we're it has its own kind of um weight and therefore we are attracting people to us mm. so there's um there's some really good dare i say slightly younger presenters that are coming through um that will be doing that as well nice <laughs> and how how's how's it been going what's the, what's the reaction been like mixed mixed yes okay yeah. so um the global audience have loved it uh, you know yeah. typically we've had a really good response um the listen back the podcasts they you know they end up in the top 10 on mixed cloud most weeks uh, locally it's been more difficult yeah. we've, we've had responses ranging from fantastic brilliant really what we need to why do we need a radio station here mm-hmm. so it's a real mixed bag right okay and some of the businesses as well that we've approached and spoken to as a group um, that's been an interesting discussion because often we go in and we talk to the businesses about what we're trying to do and I think they're so used to being sold to mm. and this is you know I'm sure our, your business listeners will respond to this um, you, it's like LinkedIn Facebook all of this social media now you know 20-30% of it is really good content that's worth looking the rest of it is someone trying to feels like someone trying to flog you something yeah yeah even linkedin now so i think that the business people are so used to being sold to that that's the foot they're on when you go in so we have a narrative where we say look we're not we we're not really coming here to say we're gonna up your sales figures right now what we're saying is we're a community venture we're trying to do something for this community to raise the profile to improve people's lives to find ways for us to fund training courses in the business, will you help us? Mm. And by the way, if you do help us, what we'll give you in return is we'll give you some airtime yeah. or a business profile. That's a very different proposition mm. to the business person that you're talking to. And it's more of a collaborative um, effort as well, like between you and the, and the company, than probably what they're used to. Hopefully, you know, like more. Mm. Yeah, and it's worked. It has worked. You know, we've we've got a minimum amount of space for business profiling. And uh, and we're also just about to launch a new business radio show. Ah. Yeah, called yeah, called. Uh, oh, I can't. I don't know if I'm allowed to say it. Uh, <laughs> well, I'll let you know. Keep them on the edge of their seats, yes. Mr. Armstrong. <laughs> we'll tell them next time. <laughs> nice. And have you always been more um, interested in social type enterprises as a, a as a businessman? As a businessman. Yes, I think I I, I don't know if it if I knew that from day one mm. um, but I think making a difference and that sounds terribly cliched but it's true I I think I feel I feel as though I was blessed with some sort of innate business acumen mm. and I've managed to create some very successful businesses in the past and as with all business people, I've gone, I've had my ups and downs, I've had failed businesses and I've had very successful businesses. I think we've mentioned that previously. Um, and that's fine, but 
we should be doing good business. Mm. So what does that look like? That's a question. What does good business look like? How do we define good? And so looking at it from a sustainable perspective in terms of balanced development, so economic, environment and social seem to me the mo- the perfect model. Mm. So it's something that I've always been interested in and and because, you know, many years ago, too many to mention, I was a one of the early green flag wavers, you know. Mm. So and <laughs> m- retained some of that um that green ethos, although again another overused phrase in business, green business. So yes, in answer to your question, I've always been a social entrepreneur. Mm. Uh at times I didn't know it. Now I do. And it seems to me like having a social-based enterprise or business structure can be a win-win. That what, what that will bring you back, not just morally, but mm. um, actually within your business, they can be successful. Mm. And um, I think it's important for people to, to explore that. For mm. sure. I mean, mm. the, 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 there's twofold. We've, we, have a, we have a generation that are just about to come into the workplace entrepreneurship and as consumers the millennials the post-millennials and they are the 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 most well-informed generation of modernity because of the nature of the information they can access where we end up tripping over ourselves somewhat is that it's great to have that information and knowledge but having the wisdom to know what to do with that comes from experience Mm. Yes. So generationally, it's up to us. It's up to my generation and, and the, the, the baby boomer generation and my generation X to say, okay, look, we might have messed up a bit. So this is what we think we can do to make it right. Now the millennials and the post-millennials come through with their, we've got all the knowledge available to us and we think this is the way things should be and aren't old people really bad because they messed it up for us. <laughs> but hold on a minute, there's wisdom there. Mm. So... I think that's an important... wisdom of creating something big. Completely. So we know that, you know, we know the situation, we know the big problems in the world, of course we do. And we see the symptoms of those every single day. Mm. So the way to to combat that has to be through collaboration Mm. at community level, bottom up, not top down. Mm. So anything that can reinforce that, whether it be an environmental campaign, whether it be something about you know lots of talk now about gender fluidity uh and that's also an issue that potentially could be in the workplace i mean there's lots of i I think now you know in terms of the the legal framework around harassment and bullying in the workplace i mean it's always been an issue but now it's you know it's become a legal issue i mean literally a legal issue because it's a hate crime Mm. it's not just all harassment is you know uh, something that we see in the workplace and we need to address because it is identifying a specific um, a specific character of an individual uh, and it, it's now saying if if you undertake that it becomes you know this is a hate crime and and I think that's it's interesting that that legally we're taking that standpoint now so it's a whole broad issue a whole number of issues around environmentalism you know look how many people have have moved away from from eating meat and i'm not suggesting that anybody necessarily should but it's happening it's changing people are becoming more aware Mm. Mm. so all of that to me says that maybe 
there's a there's a sort of rekindling of humanity mm, mm. in the sense and of bringing those elements to business like it can you can do that and it can work that's i think that's what my, i'm trying the point i'm trying to make drew yeah. is you know we don't need big shoulder pads and noisy people making lots of money driving red porsches anymore <laughs> okay we had that <laughs> We can all make money. We can all share the money. Mm. And it's not just about the money. It's sharing in the success. Mm. And in terms of success, healthy, happy individuals, a healthy, happy environment mm. has to be the ultimate success. Yes, yes. And and, and, and people, I, I, I see, don't strive now as much for that whole idea of the, the, the driving around in the in the red in the portion you know um if you're happy in your working environment if you're feeling um valued then then you that's 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 your idea of success as an employee or as uh you know in a business situation so I think so. I mean, mm. obviously, there's lots of people that still do like fast cars. Yes, yeah, of course. It's not I a mean, problem. That's they're still awesome. good. They're, That's they're great. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> we just don't need. What was his name? Michael Gecko? Was it? What was? The, what was the character in Wall Street from the eighties? I'm sure some of your listeners will remember. I'm talking <laughs> about that kind of. Uh, I think that hopefully that's kind of gone now. But uh, yes, it's okay to be socially responsible and make a profit. Comes yes. Back to my idea. Yeah. And would you say, uh, working with other businesses and um, in um, situations with other businesses, do you find nowadays they're more collaborative than than in competition? <coughs> Obviously, businesses are in competition always, but... Um, I'm not sure. I'm not sure, to be honest. I don't think I've got a, a broad enough understanding of the overall marketplace. I think, personally, my my own personal experience and I, d- I guess there is some breadth to my to my knowledge and, and connectivity but I think over the last dare I say five to ten years maybe there's been a real battle to just look let's just keep this business afloat because of the situations that we've had in the past, and we won't get into the politics of it, but situations we've had in the past with with the banks and and that we had some big old crashes along the line. And I think a lot of business people have just been trying to keep their head above water. Mm. Maybe we're coming out of it a little bit more now. We've still got the de- dreaded B issue on the horizon. And for those of you living in a post-Brexit world, part of your français... <laughs> <laughs> we shall see <laughs> so uh yes you know the, the, i think i think it's been a a turbulent time for businesses but you know maybe it's all coming out right the other side now mm. and uh, and my hope would be that there's more collaboration i think we're seeing it we certainly see it in the social enterprise sector it'd be nice to see it in you know more of the big boys the more corporate big boys and girls maybe collaborating in a slightly different way mm. maybe the social enterprises will be popping up more and, and, and will be taking over from the bottom up well, <laughs> that's a very good point I mean that's a very good point because again thanks to the internet thanks to social media it's it's becoming easier for pop up businesses to, to have a voice Yeah. Mm. turn up and say 
hey, I'm going to try and do it. Crowdfunding is another way. I'm going to set up this business. I've got this product and service. Will you fund me, social crowd? Yes, we will, because we really like it. Here's a great business. It pops up. It's a disruptive business because it challenges the status quo. And it's the artists as well, music, oh. you know, like funding um, from, from pages. A, yeah. lot, a, lot of, a lot of artists um, make their albums from that now nowadays rather than relying on record companies. I could have a whole other podcast yeah. on the music industry, trust me, my I friend. think we'll have to do one on the, on yeah, the music sure. industry next time, Mark. Yeah, well, as you know, we, are, we, we, are, we own a media company and a record label, so we've tried to do things in a different way with the record label because we've... Uh, my, the managing director that we have in situ, in situ for the record label has been in that business her whole life. Mm. And we've just seen so many wasted opportunities for, um, or, yeah, I guess it is, that is the right phrase, wasted opportunities for young musicians over the years. And um, it's time to reclaim that as well. Mm. Uh, it's another story. Nice, yes. Another that, story that's that's another podcast. Yes. We'll be on it. Do you have any any words of wisdom? Uh, I asked you this last time. Did you? <laughs> yes. Oh my goodness! <laughs> or what did I say last time? You said. Did I, I say remember. consume I less, care more? Yes, you did. There you go. I won't <laughs> say that again, then, Mr. Armstrong. <laughs> Whatever I do, I won't say that again. <laughs> At risk of repeating okay. myself. Um, uh, words of wisdom. I love, you, you've been speaking words of wisdom this whole, this whole podcast, Mr. Carey, but... <laughs> Thank you. Um, I don't know if I've got any parting shots for you, but um, yes. I mean, yeah, collaboration has got to be the way forward across the board, really. Collaboration is key. Yeah, let's say that. <laughs> yeah. Let's say that. We want some buttons made up. Anyone out there listening, we want some buttons. <laughs> Collaboration is, that's a big word. That's a lot of words on it. That's going to be a big yeah, button, that's isn't it? a big button. That's too big. Sorry, big we'll badge. take it back. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Okay. Um, well, thank you, Mark. We'll see you next time. Oh, actually. Yes. Have, have you, you're a music man. I am. W- would you like to choose a song to play out with this Oh, blimey. Week? You got you got a you got a corker that we could put. Oh, okay. <laughs> for the listeners. Well, seeing as we've been talking about um, grassroots new music and uh, making a difference and collaborating, I would suggest we play a track from a wonderful artist uh, and band, Rudy Warman and the Heavy Weather. Uh, they are often out there. Um, kind of any any time you see uh, little protesting things going on, they're out there given a peaceful message mm. uh, wonderful musicians as I say and they've had three or four EPs out now all self-produced my favourite track of theirs is Air Air excellent thank you Mark see you next time brilliant thank you Mr Armstrong Aha. Oh, the day I die.